0: warm welcome to Bernardo's Camry podcast where we are speaking with children, young people and families talking about their journeys and sharing experience of Bernardo's staff and volunteers in Wales. we are chatting to Jonathan and Adam, Bernardo's foster carers, about creating a safe place, building relationships, support and training they received, and your moments. Good morning, Jonathan and Adam, and thank you so much for talking to us today about fostering and your experiences. It would be great if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourselves first.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan. And I'm Adam. Uh, we're both foster carers with Bernardo's Cymru. We've been full time foster dads with Bernardo's Cymru, and I've been over now for the last 18 months. Yeah, about 18 months. Um a bit about ourselves, really. We've been together for about 11 years. Um, when we met, we sort of knew straight away that we wanted a family together. Um, Uh, We do have some big fur babies, uh, (laughs) two dogs and a cat, and now we have some fish and a hamster. Oh, and we have a very busy foster son called Chris.
0: So why fostering?
1: Well, we initially thought about adoption, uh, but the more we looked at adopting, we realised that for us, fostering probably had a wider appeal. We thought that we probably could help more than just one child. And we could probably offer more opportunities to more children as time went on. I mm-hmm. decided to approach Bernardo's after an initial bit of a rocky start with another organisation. And even from the very first call, uh, phone call to Bernardo's, it just seemed like it was the right thing to do for us. I think since then, since our initial contact, the whole team of Bernardo's has been really supportive. Um, you get this thing where you get respected as professionals. And you do get treated as being part of a big family, really. Um, I think you start to realize that you can share everything with Bernardo's. you know, some of the happy times and even some of the sad times,
0: um, especially they sort of treat you as this family member, but you are actually still foster dads. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a big element of that trust uh, and the trusting relationship that you build with um the, the people who are working with you through the process. Yeah,
1: totally. You, you have to have, it's a mutual respect and it's a mutual trust and you have to sort of maintain that professionalism, but it goes beyond professionalism because of the nature, I suppose, of what we do.
0: Obviously you had to go through a process to, to be assessed and to consider whether this is the right thing for you to do. How did you find that process?
1: Um, the process initially, um, it takes a long time and it is difficult and they do go into everything with you. So I think, I think you have to be aware of the fact that you need to be completely open and honest. And you can't really hold back anything, but it's a really interesting process because it actually makes you look at yourselves again and look at each other and it and the family as a whole actually because the, the whole assessment process is not just to do with us as foster dads it's to do with the whole family so it's actually exactly it's what we thought was a really healthy process mm-hmm. it was it was something not to shy away from and mm-hmm. you really have to be i think you have to be part of it you can't just sit back you have to you know you have to actually be part of it yourself
0: hmm How did you find that process preparing you for meeting the, the first foster child?
1: What do you think? I, I just thought that nothing prepares you for that. <laughs> um, it's,
0: it's a difficult situation because each child is so different, and that's something you learn
1: right from the beginning, really. You can't prepare yourself for it. You just have to think very carefully about the child. You have to think very carefully about how you would feel if you were in their situation. And there are some lovely little tips and these lovely little things that you learn from Bernardo's, the training, and from our supervisor specifically that just help
0: that initial process. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple things, really, like... um
1: you know making sure that when they come in you don't overwhelm them.
0: What kind of support and, and training have you received and what was most helpful?
1: Um, you have to go to the classroom with the understanding that, that you don't really know everything about bringing up children no matter how good you think you are uh, or you may have been as a parent previously you have to accept that you will need to learn and do some training but do you know what, this is a really good thing and you never stop learning, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's just a different way of doing things. Every day is a school day for you and you just start to enjoy the process. You have to do it. It's, it's really an essential part of, of uh, learning how to be a foster parent. Um, I used to be a trainer myself. Um, I used to do training um, in another organisation. Um, training with Bernardo's is completely different. It's not about sitting in a classroom, you know, doing the having death by PowerPoint. <laughs> um, it's about sharing experiences and the knowledge with other foster carers who are in the classroom with you. Um, you do always have a core subject, so you know it might be about child's emotions or how to give a child stability. So you have that core subject, but the trainer, especially the trainers with Bernardo's, they allow the whole group to be the teachers. And you learn from each other as opposed to just sitting there, you know, with handouts and PowerPoints. It's a, it's a very sort of uh, inclusive learning experience. And you just, you take so much from it. You really do. It was more like having a conversation with someone in the family,
0: believe it or not. So what would you say was the most important thing in terms of the support that you have received from Bernardo's?
1: I think I think the simplest thing is, and it and it does sound quite strange, is that the support is just as simple as having a, a name and a telephone number of a person you know so that you can phone the person, you, you know who this person is and you can just call them. Since we've been with Bernardo's, we've met A lot of people within the organization, um, right from the first person we met, um, chap called Bryn, who we still see, you know, when we go down to the office, or you know, we'll have a telephone call from him. And we're going way back, you know, like almost two years ago now, and we still know him, we still see him. And then our supervising social worker, Hayley, we've had telephone calls with her on a Sunday afternoon, um, even when she's not even supposed to be at work. And to have that Contact and to have the ability to be able to do that and to put a face to a name, that in itself is the support. Um, all the other stuff is great. You know, the training, um, you know, them steering you through um, the elements of, of what you need to be a foster dad, but having that ability to pick up a phone and speak to someone that you know that is the best piece of support, I think, that that you can have.
0: Just thinking about these first moments and first days, how did that feel?
1: You know, you've got to realise that you're accepting a child into your house that you probably don't know that much about initially, but you then get to know them. I think you have to be completely open and honest with the child, Um
0: yeah, you know, you have to set down ground rules, and you, 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 we don't call them rules; we call them family values. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really
1: important if the child is old enough to understand that that you sit down, not straight away, but maybe after the first couple of days, and you just sit down as a team, really. So, foster dads and foster child, and you sort of sit down between you and establish your family values. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing we found was to have open doors I know it sounds really strange but no secrets no secrets the child needs to see their new environment show them the whole whole house, show them everything about the house, let them look at everything, even cupboards sounds really strange but show them things like where they put their shoes where you, know, where you hang your coat up the simplest things are things that they don't take for granted. Um, classic one was um, the food cupboards in the kitchen, where we keep food. Um, the first child we ever had just stood there in amazement um, because of the amount of food that was in the cupboard. He'd never seen that before. For um, mm. us, we take it as granted. I think, it, I think it's vital that you don't you don't hold anything back. It's got to be you've got to be open and honest and that open and honesty will eventually filter into the child Mm
0: -hmm. because what what you don't want is for them to feel as though they can't talk to you and they can't approach
1: you, that takes a very long time but if you start off that way and and you show these children that you know what this is a safe place, we don't have any secrets and we've all got to get along as a family and once they get that Later on in the process, so further down the line, you know, maybe after a couple of months, or in some cases with with some foster children, a couple of years, these children will all of a sudden start opening up to you, um, because they start to trust you, and they and they start to get that feeling that Do you know what, we're a family now.
0: Absolutely. When we spoke um, earlier, you were telling me uh, about also having some fun and um, making it making life fun together and uh, some EO moments. I thought it was really <laughs> lovely. EO, yeah. Uh, Chris
1: has a Chris is eight years of age. Um, but he probably has the mindset of a teenager, um, and with all the things that teenagers do, you know, so we would show him things or we would do things and he would always go to, oh, I suppose it's going to rain now or, oh, I suppose I'm going to fall off my bike or I, and it was all very negative. Well, we started calling that his Eeyore moments, as in Eeyore the donkey from Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Um. And it started this. He started this thing where, you know, he would then repeat it to us. So he would go, he'd say something negative, and straight away he'd go, "Oh, I'm being Eeyore now, aren't I?" And then he'd do it to us as well. So if I had, if I said something negative, or, or um, Adam said something negative, he would go, "Oh, look, you're being Eeyore. Um So what we did was when on when we had his welcome party when he came to the house first time. We bought him a big eel, a big cuddly eel, and sat him on the on the bed. Um, and he walked into his bedroom and he just burst out laughing. <laughs> he just there was this moment of just laughter with him when he suddenly realised, you know, um, very ch- it was just very natural, very loving.
0: Brilliant. From the perspective of having been foster carers for a while now, if you knew then when you first considered fostering, what do you know now? What are the things that you would say are important for people to consider?
1: Well, I I don't think it would put us off. It would probably have made us more determined. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the point of it, really. I think with every new thing that you go into, there's always this fear of the unknown. Um, But you don't go into fostering thinking that it will be all roses around the front door. Um, You've got to expect hard work. It is 24-7, as it is with any child. Um, You've got to expect to be tested. Um, So you've just got to go into it thinking, you know what, Um, I've just got to accept these children for who they are. So
0: in one word, should people do it?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. 100%.
0: That's a very definite yes, which is great. Um, Well, it's Chris's birthday today, so I know you have plenty to do. Um, Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And and for the glimpse into the the life of foster carers, I think it's really good to have the the real picture. So thank you for sharing with us your thoughts on creating a safe place, building relationship and the EO moments. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jonathan and Adam. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode interesting or valuable, please share it. For more information about how we support children, young people, and families and volunteering with Bernardos, please visit www.bernardos.org.uk forward slash get involved. Thank you.